Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Are you hungry for adventure? Do you crave hilarious and perilous tabletop campaigns? Don't bother rolling perception, pal. We've got you covered. Behold, Dungeons and Doritos. Nerdy Show's epic tabletop audio drama. A cinematic serial of mayhem-filled, morally questionable quests at DungeonsAndDoritos.com. State of the Empire is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. And is brought to you in part by Consequence of Sound, the web's foremost source of music and film news, reviews, and insights. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to State of the Empire, Nerdy Show's Star Wars speculation podcast, where we look for news in Alderaan places. Hi, I'm Cap. Hey, I'm Doug. In this episode, we are talking about the brand new Star Wars virtual reality experience, Secrets of the Empire, created by The Void. We're going to both give you a spoiler-free review of that experience, and then also take you behind the blast doors, where we're going to speak freely about everything that happens in this semi-canonical interactive story. So you may have noticed that Matt isn't with us. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it. Matt was uh, was not able to actually go to the void because Doug and I are both in Orlando and Matt is in Los Angeles. The Orlando location of the void at Disney Springs, formerly Downtown Disney, is open as of the same weekend as The Last Jedi, but they have to wait until January 5th, I believe, for the Anaheim branch to open up. And fortunately, Matt does have opening tickets for that, so he's not going to get spoiled by us unless he listens to this. And then also there's a location opening up in London, which is unexpected and cool. And that should be happening early next year as well. So The Void, they are an outfit out of Utah that have been developing very interactive varieties of virtual reality. Virtual reality that happens in a physical space to where you can put your hand, if you see a wall in front of you, you can reach out and you can touch a wall. And not only can you reach out and touch a wall, but you can see your own hand doing it. Your hand, the hand of who you are in the virtual world anyway. If you can, if you see a bench in the virtual space, you can sit down on it. Everything is as real as possible and there's all kinds of effects that you're interfacing with. Um, a lot of environmental effects as well. Yeah, we, we learned about them several years ago when they were just getting started and as of now i mean they've got obviously they impressed some people they impressed some very important people with an awful lot of money um because if you watch the trailer online for secrets of the empire you're going to see a jaw-dropping star wars experience um just from the trailer alone and uh, they also have a ghostbusters experience in new york and toronto 
And what the Void's ultimate goal is, is to not just be the purveyor of these copywritten, uh, well, franchise things, That's a, though it's a great way to distribute their technology and get people into it, um, but they want to be a, a name brand in virtual reality entertainment where you would go to a Void location, which is what the one in Disney Springs is. It's currently only doing Star Wars, but it's going to become an, like a full-blown you know, entertainment center for this, these kinds of experiences. Um, and, and just uh, jack in <laughs> to this, to this thing. It, and what it is, it's, it's a, it's a vest with a sort of computer on your back. That's surprisingly lightweight. Um, the vest gives you haptic feedback. So it, like, you know, vibrations and all that. And a really high end helmet, uh, that gives you immersive sound and you can speak to your teammates and whatever you're doing and hear them. Um, and, uh, so I guess we'll just we'll, we'll give our overall spoiler-free impressions right now. Yeah, um, I would say uh, you got to do it. <laughs> you got to do it. <laughs> like, yes, it's um, it was a ton of fun. Thank you, Doug. The Good only, review. Yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> the only downside is that you can do a maximum of four people at a time. Um, and. I wanted it to be longer. I, I I think the length is good as is, but I I I wanted more. I wanted to go for another hour. Like you know, out of it was it was uh it was something else. And it, it's four people. It's thirty minutes. It costs um about thirty bucks, and it is that's pricey, sure, but it is well worth the price of admission because this experience is crazy you play a group of rebels masquerading as stormtroopers infiltrating a base on mustafar um that's mm -hmm. that's the elevator pitch the spoiler free elevator pitch anyway and i mean it is it's it's crazy you know you'll you'll walk over chasms of lava and ha like working in this real space much like how you what would you do with an htc vive in a smaller setting I mean, there's not, there's really, you know, nothing quite like it. The ability to move around, to, you know, to pick up a gun off, of, to pick a gun off a rack in virtual space and have it in your hands, fire this gun, uh, be in firefights with, you know, with stormtroopers. Not to mention when you step out over these chasms of lava, you not only feel the heat of the lava, like so far below you, but you also smell like the sulfur in the air <laughs> like they really went all out and you know and when you're in an elevator you feel the, the, the floor shaking and the, i don't know it's um they they really thought of everything and uh it's kind of like what we were always promised virtual reality would would be like i mean it's not exactly the matrix or johnny mnemonic but <laughs> it is it but is, it, it is um, actually the first step it is definitely definitely the first step and if so, so I would say if you're a Star Wars fan, you're listening to the podcast, you're obviously a huge Star Wars fan, you got to do it. You have to. And even if you're like a casual Star Wars fan, but you're big into like tech or, or virtual reality or just gaming, you got to. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, I, the only people, the only people I wouldn't recommend this to is if you're not into Star Wars and VR, like maybe you're not interested in VR, maybe VR makes you queasy or something that might be a problem. Though, but that it, was, said, it was so smooth. I, I couldn't imagine it being that difficult for other people we were with someone who who does sometimes like not adjust to vr very well and it was better mm -hmm. so maybe it's fine i don't know um but yeah i mean you're right doug like it i mean this is this is 21st century entertainment 
right here. Like th- this is this is the dream of the '90s come to life. If you have had a bad experience with VR, if you've had no experience with VR, you got to try this because this is the real deal this time. Yeah, it's uh, hands down the best. And I did the. <laughs> this is coming from like two years ago when I did the, um, or even last year I did the uh, uh, Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights VR experience, and it was very good. It was very solid and it and it but it was a very limited space that you were in. You were holding controllers and you really couldn't interact that much of the world around you. It was just more of like being in that space and feeling the presence of being in the space. This cranked it to like ludicrous speed. <laughs> this was like yeah, this, you, this is you moving around, doing shit, touching buttons, pulling levers, the works. Running through corridors and uh dodging blasters. I mean it's it's everything you could want from a Star Wars VR. Uh but and I, I want to go into details, but I don't want to spoil yet. We're not behind and the blast I've, doors, but yeah. I've played the um the Star Wars VR. That's I mean I haven't done Droid Factory yet, but the the initial uh, ILMX Lab thing that was made um released for free for HTC Vive, and it wasn't great. I didn't I didn't like it. The the stormtrooper bla- the whole thing is like you have a lightsaber and you need to reflect the blast from the stormtroopers. Stormtrooper blasts were firing like unrealistically slow, so you could time your hits and everything. But no, this is this is quite real. This is a actual combat situation you're in, and I did not do very good. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt I did okay, but uh, yeah, I could see that you you were you were rather, you were playing rather timid, you know, like I, the whole time, just kind of hiding behind walls. <laughs> well, Doug, when I was hiding behind those walls, that was because I'd already learned my lesson from getting yeah, you got sh- getting fired on quite a bit. You can't die yeah. in this, but like, but we actually weren't sure that you couldn't, so. Yeah, no, it's after like the after the first time I was shot, I was like, and you can because you can feel it. It doesn't hurt at all. It just sort of vibrates where wherever you got shot, but it vibrates where you were shot. And I was just so not expecting it that I'm just shooting. And all of a sudden, just pew, I see one come at me and hit me. And I just as soon as I felt it, I immediately had this primal urge of get down. I was like, even though it didn't even hurt, it was like, oh my god, they're not playing around. Like, so it's weird how quickly you get sucked into this thing like i went in saying all right is there gonna be a screen door effect is is the sound gonna work okay am i gonna be able to hear everyone all right is it gonna track my hands properly am i gonna you know is it gonna be able to tell where i'm standing the whole time is it gonna get herky-jerky but 20 seconds into this thing i'd completely forgotten like to think critically about (laughs) it there was no more scrutiny it It was just happening it was real life all of a sudden yeah yeah it was great so I, i could i can't recommend it enough yeah it is it is seriously it it is so worth it, especially. I mean, if you if you listen to our last episode, our last Jedi review, we went to some dark places in terms of uh, our feelings on Star Wars, and those feelings have only kind of in the days that have have happened since since we did that review, they've only gotten more complicated as we've tried to process what exactly the new film means in terms of the continuity, in terms of the business of storytelling that that like Disney and the and the story group are working on. Some we we still have some extremely complicated feelings towards Star Wars, but this for remi- me, I, my, my feelings okay. are getting simpler. Matt my feelings are getting better and better. Matt and I still have very complicated feelings, and Which this is fine. this reminded me full force. Hey, you know what? You still love Rebels. You still have these comic books, and you still love this damn video game thing. Dude, that's the thing. You know what? Like, it made it made for a split second. It made me wonder. Like. It's been like what? How many years since the original Star Wars came out, and we're still the the biggest it's influence been of Star Wars? Forty years, Doug. Right. Well, I know, but I'm just just hypothetical. I'm just saying it's been like you know how many years, and 
we're still focusing on the movies. We've only just barely expanded into TV, but it may be possible that the future of Star Wars is in VR, <laughs> like because the the ability to do your own story and and be in something like this is it was awesome. Yeah, well, and, I mean, uh, as as my impressions of the uh, the the most recent film still hold true. I don't think it should have been a film. Like I, I think that they don't know like that this the film format is people are people are overcomplicating the stories that they can tell within that format. Um, and that maybe we need to either make up our minds on what we want to offer in that theatrical like constraint or decide no, this story actually shouldn't be told this way. But if you if you are like Cap and Matt, where you feel that the Last Jedi was a little bit uh, it left you wanting, then you have to do this. Like <laughs> you have to yeah. you have to plan a trip and you have to go and see this. They have to make a pilgrimage. Do, do you want a palate cleansing Star Wars experience? Look no further than the void. <laughs> and even and, and even if you're like me and you and you like the Last Jedi and you, you just you have to go just the same because it's uh it's next level stuff. So before we open the blast doors, I think it's time for some indie inquiry. Oh, <laughs> yes, Doug, because uh, we've talked about it in the past, but we actually experienced it tonight. We went to Jock's Hangar Bay or Jock's Hangar. What is it called? Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar. Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar. The extremely vaguely Indiana Jones themed bar at Disney Springs, and it was fucking great i wouldn't even say vaguely i would say subtly yeah i mean subtle the subtlety is high the average person is not going to know who jock Lindsay is and right but uh, that's why i love it <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it, it's and and jock Lindsay is if you're if you don't recall that name he's the pontoon pilot from the beginning of raiders with the pet snake reggie so yeah a lot of references to reggie all throughout the restaurant yeah and including uh his 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 snake pen Mm-hmm. And you, you you walk into this old timey hangar. He's like it's like a, a a sort of airplane adventurer guy who from a flying circus who tangled with some air pirates or maybe was a part of some air piracy. I'm not really sure. It it's got all this stuff in this place. He just he opened a bar, kind of like I don't know Louis and Tailspin. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like if Indiana Jones had actually existed. You're stepping into a bar that was opened by a guy who went on several adventures with Indiana Jones, and he named all of his drinks after the people that he met in his life. So, for any Indiana Jones fans, uh, if you know after you check out the Void, stop by <laughs> the Jock Lindsay's Hangar because it was a good way to cap off with the whole Lucas Lucasy feeling evening. It was great. Oh man, it was so good, and all the the drinks that we got were amazing. And for for being in a theme park region, reasonably priced actually. Um. Including some non-alcoholic drinks, I had a I had a cool watermelon froth topped thing called what was it called uh, the diving bell, and they had a big diving bell inside the uh, like it was a diving bell that had been carved out into a booth inside the restaurant. It was super cool. Um, just and I, I had the um uh, the antidote as in Temple of Doom <laughs> in the beginning. All right, Lau, here's the diamond antidote. <laughs> <laughs> it was also non-alcoholic, but uh, it was very tasty. And uh, it was it was just a Shirley Temple, but but it's a fun name. <laughs> and uh, I mean, and if you want to go much deeper than that, there's plenty of alcoholic beverages, such as the uh, uh, the Anything Goes and the Scottish Professor, and uh, many, many, many the Havido Mo- Mojito. Yeah, there's it's it's a great fun menu to read through, 
and uh, Salah's falafel. <laughs> yes. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's we had we had a ton of fun tonight. So um, Disney Springs, man. It's a. Uh, they're doing some really cool stuff over there. This stupid renovation was really worth it. If not just for the void alone. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, not really much in the way of an indie inquiry, but uh, but hey, uh, I guess we'll, we'll call it here. And maybe, maybe now that uh, The Last Jedi is out, we'll have some new Indiana Jones news for you in the near future. Now, uh, before we open the blast doors, one, one last thing. Well, two last things. One... Thank you so much for listening to the show. And if you like what we do, please do consider supporting us. Uh, tickets to Star Wars The Void, uh, Secrets of the Empire, uh, do not come cheaply. And uh, we did not use company money for this excursion, but maybe someday we could. So uh, please do support us at patreon.com slash nerdy show. It supports this show and all the shows on the Nerdy Show Network. You can also shop on our Amazon links at nerdyshow.com slash Amazon. Anything you buy there through those links will give back to us. And uh, we also have shirts and a store at nerdyshow.com slash store. But if you don't want to spend any money, then hey, rate and review us on iTunes. Help other people discover the show. Maybe they'll spend some money on us. Who knows? But we do... 100%, whether it's word of mouth or actual financial contributions, fully depend on you liking what we do. Uh, if you stop liking what we do, we'll stop doing it. But uh, in the meantime, we, we want to do it bigger, better, faster, and harder, um, and stronger, and uh, and so on. <laughs> and, and you know, hey, if we, if we can get to the point where we can afford to all be in the same place when we uh, see the next Star Wars film, then we'll be able to churn out our reviews an awful lot faster. That said... If you want to hang out with us and talk about the, uh, the Last Jedi or decompress about other spoilery Star Wars things, or he- your experience with um, Secrets of the Empire for that matter, head to our Facebook group, Star Wars Spoilers, and uh, and we've been having a good time there uh, with the wide variety of opinions about this new film. Um, a friend of ours who works at Smosh published an article called 54 Questions the last Jedi needs to answer, which is very good. Some of those questions were answered by examining the visual guide, but some of them, some of them are really, you know, worth considering. And you may have also had, and there's been plenty of discussion spinning out of that, uh, uh, article. And then also just some really wonderful interaction with folks who are sharing their likewise conflicted feelings about this experience. But all that said, let's open the blast doors. Okay, so we knew that uh, there was, at the very least, an Imperial security droid in this, if not straight up K2SO. And it turns out it is K2SO, but... And it's actually Alan Tudyk. Yeah, and it's actually Alan Tudyk, but it's not just K2SO. Cassian fucking Andor is in this thing. They filmed Diego Luna giving you a mission briefing. I I screamed. I was through the (laughs) roof. This is my shit. They... To clarify, I think they filmed uh, Diego Luna reading a teleprompter. Because, but he was bringing it, it Doug. He was bringing yeah, the, the no, performance. He was bringing it. He was bringing it. But the, the the monitor they have you watching is so close to your face. It's just like, oh, this is getting kind of personal or whatever. But uh, he's got to make no, that Yaba so, money. Yeah. the the only The only downside was that it was so close to the front lobby. Like you could just hear people talking in the front lobby, and I'm like. 
Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies. I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What? Shut up, everyone. Cassie and Andrew's talking to me about a very secret mission. Like, yeah, that was a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> really listen really carefully um but it was it was really cool to see him again god i want to see more cassian andor and everything um yes and uh he is the true hero of the re- rebellion uh fuck poe dameron cassian andor <laughs> cassian andor is willing to do the dirty work that no one else is willing to do as long as it wins the war yeah and he's not a fuck up i didn't think poe was until this movie i still don't think poe is i think that for some reason continuity shifted and we're on this terrible timeline where poe's always been a fuck up um well, I wouldn't even say fuck up as much as he disobeyed orders, but Cassie and Andor disobeyed orders, and you didn't say shit. Yeah, well, Cassie and Andor disobeyed orders, and it mattered. <laughs> Cassie and Andor disobeyed orders, and it saved lives. But anyway, okay, so anyway. <laughs> so, uh, after this, like, mission briefing, we go in into in these little separate rooms, and they start to strap the pack onto you and everything, and it was... um. It was right around then I realized this is getting serious because this vest that they make you wear, it's, I don't want to say it's heavy, that like it's actually like really cumbersome, but you can feel like there's definite weight behind it. Which makes and it like really, armor, which is kind of good yeah, actually. Because no, it, it's not, they, it's, like, it's heavy, but it's not actually, it's actually lighter than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, like once once it's strapped on, because here's the thing, right? So it's like they they put it on, you go, ah, oh, this is a little heavier than I. I mean, it's not it's not heavy, but it's like there's enough heft to it where you like you definitely notice it. And then they put the helmet on you, and just when you're thinking like, man, is this how much am I going to really experience with just this all on my chest and everything on my head? But as soon as you see yourself and your friends around you in stormtrooper outfits, you're like, I feel like I'm wearing a stormtrooper outfit. <laughs> like, like it, it really came together really nicely. Um, uh, but oh, oh! Also, when they put the headset on, one cool surprise is that since you have you know he- headphones on, you can hear your uh, teammates talking. Um, it wasn't put through a stormtrooper voice filter, but it was close enough <laughs> so that you could you know very clearly understand what everyone was saying. Um, oh, you also then, get yeah. to you get to pick um, when after Cassian's done talking to you, you also get to pick your shoulder strap. The like, yeah, the little uh, the little sh- like like how sand troopers have an orange. Yeah, so you can you can pick from like seven colors, and that way you'll know which one is your people. Yeah, um, and uh, with that you go in, and they you you slide the visor down over your eyes, and 
next thing you know, you and your teammates are stormtroopers and you're standing in like um, a small room, which I guess is like an elevator that where it's where it's part of the, the, the cargo hold of a small shuttlecraft and uh, the doors open. You go in and there's K2SO talking to you and says, all right, everyone step on in and let's let's get the show on the road and starts debriefing you on like as you make your final approach to Mustafar. Yeah, and, uh, and there's there's a person piloting the ship who is a named character whose name I think I recognize, but is like a, if so, is a very sidestep character, and I cannot for the life of me remember the name of this person. But they they were wearing um, a one of the sort of transitional era uh, stormtrooper kind of like uniforms. A, yeah, it was kind of like a late Clone Wars, early shore trooper, uh, white stormtrooper outfit with blue stripes down the front. And um, he was bringing us in for a landing, also a rebel in disguise. And uh, once the doors opened on Mustafar, we step out onto like a floating platform that's going to take us to the base. And like I said before, you start to feel the heat of Mustafar as soon as you step outside the shuttlecraft. And you smell the sulfur in the air and the little platform starts moving and i'm just looking <laughs> i'm just looking around i'm, I'm looking at uh, uh john laval who was with us and i'm looking at cap and i'm like all right let's just try to act natural <laughs> we'll blend in here because of all these stormtroopers walk around and it was i don't know that was um in that moment you start to realize like you're in it and uh it's it started to feel it's got such a good sense of scale because like mustafar yeah. is a scary place to be and feeling the uh, the environment around you and, and walking over like tiny little pass like pathways to, to get to where you're going was really cool. Uh, and I just want to say, let's take this fight to the skies. Yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't take the fight. We, to the skies, we but... didn't, but there was someone who was about to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh... So, so I, the mission is to, is to acquire a, a package that appears to be quite sensitive um, yeah, it's a crate of something. They 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 say they're they're not really sure what it is. All they know is the Empire is treating it uh, very special, and um, that means that they think it's some kind of weapon uh, that could possibly turn the tide of the war. They're not really quite sure. All they know is they they need us to steal it and uh, make sure the Empire doesn't you know doesn't get it. And with that, you know, we start infiltrating this huge. Uh, imperial warehouse of who knows how many other artifacts and things and you just start going down an elevator and you get a huge sense of scale of this base and uh, droids flying around delivering things here and there and other stormtroopers just looking at you weird and um, I don't know it was it's uh, even, even though in reality you're only in like a very small walking space you don't actually go up or down or whatever but it really made you like you just forget and you just think you're on an elevator going down to the next level because you don't know where you're going next it's it's like it's like going into a maze blindfolded and you don't even know where you're turning or anything until all of a sudden the vr in front of you shows okay you're on a level the door's actually over here but you didn't even know it was there because you weren't on that level yet <laughs> so i don't know it was it was such a, a thrill to really feel like you're in the situation where you don't know where you're going and you're discovering it as you go along. Now, here's the thing. There's a lot of replay value on this. Um, we, we don't exactly know how much, but at least enough that you'll want to go twice, um, which if you're planning a trip, you may want to book two passages to Mustafar. I'm just saying like that is a totally reasonable thing to do. And I would have done it again immediately after had I had the foresight to do that or the money. Or the money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you, if you don't have the money to do it more than once, but once is you're going to leave yeah, it's very just, happy. Yeah, you're you're going to be fine. You're going to be totally fine. You won't feel empty. But yeah. um but here's the thing though. You don't start out with blasters. 
but you get to a point where you can acquire some blasters. So you do. Um, at this point, there's some forking paths. Not severely forking paths, but things can go differently. And... <laughs> And and listen, listen. well, not only there's friendly fire is on, and those weapons are live the moment you touch them. <laughs> like there is no there is no safety feature. Yeah, and uh, and if you if you as a stormtrooper were to randomly discharge your weapon for no no apparent reason, yes, yes, that would cause some problems. And yes, when uh. John Laval discharged his blaster just for funsies. The, the moment we handed it to him, he says, oh, let's see if it works. Pew! Shoots the ceiling. <laughs> we were in deep shit, and our cover was blown. Immediately. <laughs> like, red alert, immediately. And you hear K2S would come over the speakers and says, oh, well, so much for subtlety. <laughs> so, uh, in this in this game, regardless of what happens, you're going to have to fight off hordes of stormtroopers, and I mean, like, a lot. And their accuracy isn't the best, but... There's there's enough of them that it's good enough, and uh, and you will find out. I feel like their their accuracy was accurate to the films, I would say. Yeah. Maybe even a little bit more accurate. Maybe even a little bit more, uh, but it uh, you will you will find out how good you actually are in a firefight because they're coming hot and heavy, and uh, and you're gonna have to take cover and you're going to have to be careful about where you're aiming and it's great it's a really one to one experience you don't have a lot of room usually you're generally confined to like corridors and balconies like you're you're always pinned down those that those are the circumstances under like the i mean hey you're infiltrating a base so naturally you're going to be pinned down and the advantage is not <laughs> you, like you you really start to live that moment in a new hope when han and luke are in stormtrooper outfits and they're trying to get leia out of the cell block and they're just you're literally in a hallway surrounded on both sides. Like, what do we do? <laughs> like in the John Williams music is blasting and you're, you're like looking at each other. No one's there. Like, I mean, K2SO might try to help you over like your headset, but you're for the most part, you're, you know, you're fending off these troopers on your own. And uh, it's, it, you, I can't even think of another video game or anything that really makes you feel like that you're swept up in the middle of an adventure. That's wholly your own. Then you're not just playing someone else's story. And uh, there's, there's a, an encounter where you're 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 like kind of like outside you're on a little balcony outside of this Mustafar base so there you're relatively close to the bottom of this base which is of course suspended over lava um and there's troopers coming out in all sides in all directions on other balconies shooting at you but there's also incidental what's kind of like f giant fleas in the lava and lava monsters of some kind yeah yeah they're like um I mean, they look like they look like fleas, or they could call them uh, lava larvas. <laughs> sure. Uh, so these lava larvas, I I shot one because it was there, and I was like, "Oh man, that's probably gonna be bad." Now I don't know if I triggered an event by doing that. I may have, but I shot one, and then a bunch more started showing up, and they start spitting lava at you, and the lava comes at so we you. We start shooting them. You, yeah. sh you shoot. <laughs> you, you can shoot the lava that's flying at you, kind of like you know, like a like a. Um, House of the deflect Dead, it. like when they the the people are throwing axes at you, hit it and deflect it. But like this, like you know, it's a it's a wad of lava. You can shoot it to blow it up before it hits you. Um, and then a big one comes out, a really big one, and that's a whole other problem. So it's it's great. It's got like this kind of trope of a shooter game in there of of the well those various facets of the the monsters that uh, that spit things that you can shoot back, and then mm -hmm. and while the hordes are of other like generic folks are, are shooting at you 
that was super cool. Then we like I don't know what K2 did, but there's um there's like a door that gets blasted and it gets turned into slag and you like actually like walk over the slag and they had some foam down, I guess, or something, so your 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 boots kinda like stick in it. Yeah, you you your your feet just barely sort of sink into it as as you're walking through this melted doorway. And I don't know, it was just one of those small touches that when you don't expect it, you're like, this is real, you guys, we gotta move! <laughs> <laughs> and there, there's a little bit of uh, puzzle solving, um, high level, high stakes, uh, Simon, basically, memorize the, the lights and colors, while when you have to do some really quick thinking to delegate tasks, because someone needs to do that, but meanwhile, the stormtroopers are still coming, so... right. And there's a bunch of different like doors that are opening and things that are going wrong. K two's yelling at you. It's a good panicked experience. And then of course, hey, you're on Mustafar. Did you really think that Vader wasn't going to show up into his backyard? <laughs> you come into his house. <laughs> so um, there comes a point. I, I'll be honest. I, I I didn't think I didn't think he'd show up. Oh well, then uh, then you then it. you don't know Disney licensing. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, I was so wrapped up in just trying to get the thing and get out of there. Ex- executives get really nervous if you don't cram a Jedi or a Sith into a Star Wars experience. True, yeah. This was done. This was this was done well, though. It was done very well. It made complete sense. Um, and uh, the the crate, you're you don't get hands on with it, but you we're like across a little like chasm while your your guy in the blue suit opens it up, and uh, and what he pulls out, much to all of our surprise, is an ancient lightsaber. Like it's a kind that we've we've never seen before. Yeah, like, it's this is a new design, new everything. Super weird. It has a hilt, but not a laser hilt. Um, and it has a forked blade. Yeah, this thing looks seriously ancient. Like it, 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 it literally looks like if you, just in your mind's eye, picture Excalibur, but it's forked. Like it's just two thin blades and. So 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 as you're holding it, 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 it could double as an actual sword. Like I thought it was actually like an ancient sword before the Jedi discovered lightsabers. When he pulls it out, he's like, "What is this? Some kind of ancient weapon?" And you're like, "Oh my gosh!" But those actual blades suddenly boom, ignite, and it it's it, it's this most interesting, weird, old, ancient design for a lightsaber. Like, where the bottom hilt literally just looks like a sword, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's it's, it's a full on lightsaber. And in that moment. All of a sudden, a side door opens across the chasm, and you hear the breathing, and immediately I'm just like, oh, we fucked up. <laughs> like, I don't know how we got here, but we fucked up now. And immediately, it's like, you know, you go on high alert because you know you know he's coming, and you're, but you're like, what do we do? And then as soon as he steps out of that door, he ignites his saber, and it basically was like the end of Rogue One, <laughs> where Darth Vader starts coming at you. Yeah, I except- got choked and thrown up in the ceiling. It was terrible. <laughs> Well, no, I didn't. <laughs> that happened. That happens to other people. <laughs> but every single shot that we three fired at him, every single one was deflected. Just boom, 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 like it was nothing. And you're in. And in that moment, I was just sort of like, "Huh, this is neat," you know, <laughs> like, like, yeah, that's kind of fun and whatever. But then a little like gangplank starts to extend from where he's standing towards your direction and i'm like oh no because is this thing gonna end where we all die are we gonna pull a rogue one you know like are we gonna is 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 this thing end with vader hovering above you and he swings the lightsaber down and just cuts to black and uh that's when it started to get frantic and you started to really feel that panic that those same rebel troopers felt at the end of rogue one where 
this unstoppable space wizard is coming at you and nothing you can do can stop it. Yep. And uh, fortunately, K2SO crashes the ship <laughs> into uh, the base, which is enough to throw Vader off his game. I actually don't know what happened to him. He might have fallen off a ledge. That seems unlikely. A lot, a lot happened there. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot was happening once once this shuttlecraft crashes in through the wall and like takes out a dozen stormtroopers and Vader somehow was distracted long enough for us to run over and jump into it. But uh, we did not make it out with that lightsaber, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. We, no, but we did. But we did get the data. Yeah, we 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 did we did get the the reconnaissance information, and what we were told by a. Um, a uh, person at Void was that uh, that the intention is for this story to be, you know, can tangentially canonical. Whatever you ended up doing there, you know, like this is a version of something that did happen. That lightsaber is going to show up somewhere else. Rebels was mentioned, but it couldn't possibly be in the remainder of this season. So it might actually indicate to like. If we know there's a show coming out after Rebels, we don't know when that show takes place. Maybe it takes place immediately or soon after Rebels during the New Hope era. Um, and if so, then that is where the sword is going to show up. Or possibly the Star Wars comic book series. But Rebels was mentioned specifically, so I assume if they mentioned yeah. Rebels, then that actually means the next show. And in the sense of that this VR experience bridges the gap between Rebels and Rogue One. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I think there's, there's some classic state of the empire speculation here, but I feel like there's a very good chance that this guarantees that we'll see more involvement from Rogue One characters like Cassian Andor in the, at least K2SO in the remainder, yeah, at least K2 in the remainder of the season for Rebels and that, uh, there's a very good chance that something pertaining to that sword is going to happen in the series that follows Rebels, which, if true, is actually the first piece of information that we know about that show. If true. I guess it was also it, it was also fun that when you finally get to the MacGuffin object where you're like, all right, what is this secret thing? It's something that we knew nothing about. <laughs> like it was, or it was like actually a secret. It was actually yeah. a surprise. Like we actually all went like, you know, whoa. Like it was, it was, there was, <laughs> it was perfect. It was like, it was really the whole thing, like tactfully, all the decisions made in creating this piece of entertainment uh, was very smart, especially for like for Star Wars fans. It's it hits all the right points. It's so rewarding for for people who are fans of uh, the deeper continuity than the surface level stuff. And also, I should point out at the very end, there's a you're right next to an R two unit. Well, we could reach out, and we could touch that R two unit. It was actually there, but what we yeah, didn't realize we, is we, early on we could have done the same thing with K two S O. There's a life size K two S O that we did not interact with physically because we didn't realize that he was actually there. And that's how it goes for most of the things there. Like if it's close by, if it's close enough for you to touch, you can touch it. So with, with so very do. few exceptions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's the void. As you can tell a pretty short experience, but a very immersive one, a ton of fun. Can't recommend it enough. I'm, I'm so excited to do it again. And when you're making travel plans to Anaheim slash Los Angeles, Orlando, or London, definitely do this. And if you're anywhere near Toronto or New York, try out the Ghostbusters one. Let us know how it is, because like we're super curious. Yeah, because if it's if it's anything close to this, it's got it's got to be amazing. Yeah. So that's that's all for this episode of State of the Empire. We will be back in 2018 with something. 
maybe uh, news on Han Solo because we don't have much time. And I'm pretty sure the debates about the Last Jedi are going to continue for a very long time. Yeah, yeah that 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 ugly discussion is far from over. I uh, I I'm going to see it again. Um, but there's still great conflict in me, folks. <laughs> uh, it's it's still quite challenging. Um, so. Meanwhile, my resolve has never been stronger. <laughs> um, so keep keep the discussion going over on Star Wars Spoilers, and we'll see you all real soon. Mm-hmm.